another edition of Lunch with Spencer and Jeff. I'm your host, Spencer Turkin, alongside my partner, Jeff Mills. Hello, everybody. And we are joined at Sedgefield Country Club by Mark Brazel. He's back on the podcast. Appreciate you uh, being here <laughs> with us again as we get ready for the Wyndham Championship. So let's start it out quick. Where are things right now as we get ready for the championship here uh, in a couple weeks? Well, things are uh – I'm I'm a little foggy today. It's jet lag. Just came back <laughs> yesterday from uh, the, the I call the I still call it the British Open, yeah, the, uh, the Open Championship. I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not that big a fan of the Open Championship. I'll yeah, take, I'll I'm take, with you. I on call it the British. It's still the British. Let's call to it me. the British to me. <laughs> and you flew back and this was your first uh, obligation. Right this here. is this <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's um with um yeah. You thank Rob for that. Yes, exactly. And <laughs> much anticipation. You know, a lot of thought on the flight over from Dublin to Charlotte and. Um, a little nervous, actually. Oh, <laughs> nothing to be nervous about. This is your first time we're harmless. doing a podcast with Jeff. Because True. Last time it was with Harden. With Harden, yeah. And it yep. was down in Charlotte. So, uh, we're interested to see what are, what are the thoughts on the new dates for the tournament? What are players saying? And there's a little more up for grabs now. You know, that that's a, a really good question. There's a lot more up for grabs. Not only... Um, the Wyndham Rewards Top 10, which is a, a new $10 million bonus for the top 10 guys after the regular championship, which actually ends with us. But then the, the, the money for the FedEx Cup playoffs and that whole format mm-hmm. at, in has Atlanta changed. has changed dramatically. Um, and I'm going to be interested to see what people think about that format with that tournament because it's kind of a handicap situation. Yep. Which, if you don't know about that, I, I don't want to bore everybody explaining it, but you could go and read about it probably on pjtour.com. Um, but their plan for the winning prize used to be $10 million, Now it's $15 million thanks to FedEx and their incredible sponsorship of the That's a of lot the of PJ iron, Tour. Man. <laughs> that's a lot of money. They're going to win $15 million <laughs> that day. Plus, usually that's going to and, – and it's going to be the guy – well, I don't know that. It might just be a straight fifteen million. He might mm-hmm. not win the. Yeah, I'm sure it's just fifteen million because they're winning the FedEx Cup. Right. So it's not going to be like a ten million dollar here and another one point eight here. It's just fifteen million. I think the players understand that. But you know what I'm what I'm hearing <clears throat> when, I, when I was over at the British Open these past three days. What I'm hearing is that a lot of agents and players just really aren't ready for this time of year. Mm-hmm. Like I got to give Webb. Simpson a lot of credit. He took some serious time off. Like um, maybe it was in between the PGA and the U.S. Open, or maybe right after the. He's taken some time off. Yeah. I think he's got his legs underneath him and he's fresh. Um, I don't think everybody did that, and they're all kind of like, um, "This is a lot of golf I'm about to play. If I need to go play the Wyndham, that's going to be six, maybe seven in a row." Some of those guys played. Some of those guys go over to the Scottish Open and get acclimated to yep. the environment. Get a get a full week under their belt just to be ready for the for the British. But yeah, so for those guys, it would be the Scottish, the British, then the WGC, then here, and then the three playoff events. If that's they're in, golf, if yeah. they're in all three playoff events, yeah, yeah. those top, you know, and that's what everybody wants to talk about. Those top thirty guys for oh, yeah. the most part, even the top fifteen. But it's just a lot of golf, and and I've told people that that this Wyndham Rewards top ten thing is going to work out. And it's going to evolve, and just like Brant Snedeker said at Media Day, right. That it took everybody a couple of years to kind of get used to it. There were, there were even some tweaks to the FedEx Cup system. Right. Throughout the first three or four years. And you never know. That could happen with the Wyndham Awards Top 10. I'm not saying it will, but it could if the PJ Tour wants it to. But there's a lot of golf right now. And most of these top guys are going to try to figure out some week off mm-hmm. if they're having to play six or seven straight. So, um, but I do think that 
with that being said, as I've, I've mentioned to you in an interview and I mentioned at Media Day, I still think that we will be affected by somewhere around five to seven players. Absolutely. And I'll just tell you. No, I mean, that's you, a conservative, you, I, I think. Yeah. Personally. But if you look at Paul Casey, mm-hmm. there's no reason in the world for him to come play except for the Wyndham Awards top ten. Now, he's a good friend of ours. He loves his golf course. Right. He's number eight in the standings right now. Number eight in the standings. So he's our first top ten guy. And then you've got Ches Reevy and Charlie Howell the third, who both have won tournaments this year, and they're like at number 12 and 13. Well, they're, they want to come because they want to get some extra money in the top 10. Yeah, you know so that if, top 10 for a while. If they win, and both are playing really well right now, if they win the Sedg, uh, at Sedgefield, the winning championship, then they are now going to win at least $500,000, maybe six or $700,000, because they could jump up three or four spots. Right. And I think one thing that Brandon Snyder talked to me about which I thought was an interesting point was all it takes is one or two of those guys in the top ten to get in to, to enter the tournament, and then the guys in front of them think, "Well, I don't, I don't want that guy to leapfrog me." So it's 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 an interesting dynamic. I think it is interesting. It's going to take a, maybe a year or two to, to really hit its stride. I think, but this first year, I, I always thought it was going to be the challenging year because mm-hmm. it goes British Open, World Golf Championship, us, and then three big events after us, the playoffs. So those are. Th- five massive events around us. Yep. Now, we're used to that, but usually during the playoffs, we've had a week off somewhere in there. Yes. You know, they, used to, they used to go four out of five weeks. Um, but there's not any more week off. Now, that, that helps us in some ways, but I think this year it's going to probably hurt us a little bit more than it helps us, which I, I still will stand by my statement. I still think five to seven players are going to come because of the winning boards top ten. Yep. Next year, I truly think it's going to be more like ten players come that we were n- probably wouldn't have gotten. Because, like, for example, when you look at the top 30 on the FedEx Cup list right now, mm-hmm. I think there are nine of those guys signed up for our tournament. Okay. We never get nine. Right. We get four on a good year, three sometimes. We get a lot of good players that are come, but they just haven't had the great year. Like Adam Scott maybe one year came when he was like 95th. Yeah. Well, Adam Scott's a top 10 guy no matter what. Top 10 guy that sells tickets, top 10 player in the world, but... He was just struggling that year. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of thing we've been getting, and that's the kind of thing that, that has helped us with our fields. When you look at what's taking place with the schedule and, and how it's affecting you, you, you mentioned you've been around big events before. People remember it was a few years ago when the Olympics added golf, and you had to try and pitch people around that. What has been your pitch this year to everybody trying to get them to commit to this? in addition to playing all those other big tournaments? Well, you know, golf course is always probably the thing I talk most about. That's Exhibit A. It is sure. Exhibit A. I mean, it, it, it's that good. I mean, Sedgefield Country Club is just that good as far as a golf course. And, and the way we the, the, the staff and everybody here treats the players, they love it. I mean, they, they do a great job spoiling them that, our week. Um, so that's number one. Number two is... This new incentive of $10 million winning rewards top 10. You know, really, if somebody came in in the top five, came in and said, I'm going to play, let's just use Xander Shoffley. Okay. He's number four. If the top three guys don't come, Xander comes and wins the tournament. He jumps over Kuchar. He wins the winning rewards top 10. He also wins... The Wyndham Championship, which is about $1.2 million. Right. So you combine all that, that's $3.2 million. That's the biggest payday of the year on the PGA Tour, except for three weeks later. So Mm -hmm. for a regular season event. For a regular season event and the bonus, 
That's the biggest payday uh, Wyndham Championship Sunday could be. And, and again, one of these days that will happen. I'm oh, not absolutely. suggesting it's going to happen this time, but one of those one of these days that will happen. Now, when you're talking about the golf course and the fact that it is a shorter course than some other places on the tour, yep. uh, can you tell somebody, hey, you know what, maybe this won't be so bad if you play this in addition to what else you got to play the rest of the time, you're not walking as much. There's not as much distance for you to walk. You don't have to hit as hard because you have to hit smarter on this course. Well, it definitely is a thinking man golf course. It's for sure. And you've got to be able to, you know, turn it both ways. Um, and the the key to this golf course, obviously, is its condition, um, thanks to Chad and his staff here. But it's the greens. And mm-hmm. the greens, since we've gone to Champion Bermuda, are, like, perfect. I remember when Tiger played here, I've – talking to his caddy and his tiger overheard me and I said I remember Freddie used to love this golf course because uh, Joe used to caddy for Freddie and he's like oh yeah he would he would have come here every year if, if you know if he was healthy enough and 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 then tiger kind of looked over and said no this is a this is a spectacular golf course yeah and these greens are the best Bermuda greens I've ever put on so that's high let, praise let's <laughs> let's think about that right. statement for a second right how many Bermuda greens Tiger Woods has put on? These are the best Bermuda greens he's ever put on. Um, that's pretty good. So, you know, I think I don't think even the long hitters care that this is not a big bomber's ballpark. They like it. They can hit more irons. They can mm-hmm. hit more fairways. Because if you're not in the fairway here, you're really you're not going to hit greens. Tell me about it. I mean, you're just <laughs> not going to hit the greens because there's the, the the grass will get in between the ball and the club, and yeah. that'll it'll it'll either fly on you, or you won't get it all, or there'll be no spin on it to where you can control. So it. You can't stop it. The right. only way to control it is almost like to bounce it on. And I mean, these guys are good enough to do that stuff. But if they can hit fairways here, yeah. and that was the beauty of. Uh, of Brant last year's uh, Thursday 59 is he right. just kept hitting fairways. And yep. so you you can you can you know you can make hay out here if you're hitting fairways. Uh, what about for the fans this year? What are some of the new things that they can expect? You know, I just got back. I I, uh, I hate to tell you this that the, the first thing I did was go out to 17 and see the Sunbrella wine deck. <laughs> I know I'm breaking your heart that this wasn't the first thing I did. That's all right. We have to talk to Rob. But I had uh, <laughs> I had uh, my boy James that works for us Come grab me and take me out to 17. I'm just dying to see this because we've, I've always envisioned putting some sort of smaller viewing platform right there, um, on the, to the players, maybe 200 yard marker on 17. Mm-hmm. It, nobody ever hits it right there. There's a, on the seven, so on the left side of 17th hole, uh, basically behind the 16th green, a little bit back to the left of it. Okay. We've put a major structure called the Sumbrella Wine Deck. Oh, cool. And it's open to the public. And I'm hoping it's not going to be too loud for the people on the 16th tee box when they're hitting shots, <laughs> but nonetheless. And it is a fabulous view of the 17th hole, the entire 17th hole. And you can kind of look around and see the entire 16th hole, too, because we built the thing really high. Oh, okay. So my operations director, Bobby Powell, put together a great plan, and it it is really cool. So you guys, before y'all leave today, y'all should go, go out and there. check it go out. Go walk yeah. it. Y'all, y'all, you might even go climb that thing if you can. Uh, is it a premium location or is that a general general mission? No, it's for everybody. It's open course. to the public. Just wow. like so, they have the uh, com- uh, sunbrella. They have the sunbrella the uh, comfort zone on twelve. Right. And the comfort zone has always been open to the public. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. sunbrella wants to to promote their products, which is the fabric. 
and some of their partners, and they do have done a great job there. But it's almost like out at 12, it's gotten so busy, so we added another one. And I don't know if y'all saw this, but Sunbrella just um, signed up for another eight years with yeah. us, yeah. which is that was really cool. An incredible statement about this golf tournament, and um, I can't thank you know Alan Gant and 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 Lieb and everybody over at Sunbrella enough for their support. But that's that's the kind of stuff. That's the kind of relationship that that keeps this golf tournament here, right there. Is is an eight year deal? They wanted to be in line with BB&T and with Wyndham's through t- 2026. Yeah. There's so much to do out here for uh, for people who aren't necessarily golf fans, yeah. and I think that's you guys really um, you, you 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 guys get it in terms of that. I mean, there's so much hospitality stuff out here that's not just for the golf. Fan. And I would say, Jeff, and and you know this, we talk about this a lot. Mm-hmm. We pride ourselves on that. I mean, that is like goal number one is for the for the for the person who goes out and buys their buy one get one free at Harris Teeter, uh, which is now it ends up being about a thirty dollar ticket, which is a very cheap ticket. On a PGA when you tour, the tour that's a, that's but, a bargain. But, but you could come out here from nine o'clock in the morning and be out here till seven at night on thirty dollar entrance and and go to the BB&T Fan Pavilion, the two places that Sunbrella has. We just finished talking about. Yep. Margaritaville, Margaritaville is off the chain. <laughs> I mean, nobody has a Margaritaville in the middle of of their golf course. It looks like Spencer's been to Margaritaville before <laughs> with that look. Once uh, or twice. Once or twice. A day. <laughs> I think you've taken me to once or twice an hour is what it is. <laughs> but you know I'm working a little. Place bit. is so good, and, is and then we've got you know we've got the um, we've got you know the Polo Merchandise Pavilion, which just keeps getting bigger and bigger. We've got um, the all of our bleachers, and I, I'll tell you this funny story. We we saw that U.S. Open back when Keimer won. It was that about maybe it was fourteen it was at Pinehurst. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we saw that nonsense, and and <laughs> they have all these stands. And I don't know if y'all remember how hot it was in June. I remember it was, it was about one hundred and thirty three degrees, and there's no there's no there's relief. Shade. There's yeah. no shade. I'm watching EMS people pull people out of bleachers yeah. by the dozen an hour, and you're like, okay, note to self, um, we have to have tents, hot. tents on all of our bleachers, and no aluminum bleachers so the sun reflects right. Oh over lord. Them. Yeah, it, that was a that was a great tournament, but boy, that was a tough one for the for the spectators. Yeah, and um, we 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 learned quite a bit from that. I mean, we we had done some of that before, but we did it with all of our our bleachers, you know, so that so that people are not torched and right. you know, and sun protection, but also rain protection, and they can they can be in their own hospitality areas basically. Go buy a beer and have your go on up to one of the 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 uh, spectator areas of the bleachers, and you'll be covered with a a tent. Um, and uh, like I told you, we've got all these other places around the course where you can go and just have fun and feel like you've got hospitality to yourself. Uh, you keep mentioning the beer. Uh, how many beers have you guys sold last year compared to uh, the Waste Management Open? That's not a number I would track. <laughs> but sure. yeah, no, I don't. We don't. Um, we would never compare ourselves with the Waste Management <laughs> Phoenix Open. That is, I wouldn't suggest any. Uh, sporting event comparing themselves to the Waste Management Phoenix Open. I went there this year, and you left me, Rob. I have behind. never in my life seen anything <laughs> like this. It's wild, wild. The Thunderbirds are phenomenal. They do such a good job out there. I, and you know that this is something we need to get to. But there is a in that town of Phoenix and Scottsdale, in those towns and surrounding. It's not. Whether you're going to sponsor, the, as a company, whether you're going to sponsor the tournament, how it's how much. Yeah. And it's always 
Thunderbirds do such a good job of set, of selling that thing. It's going to always be out of your comfort zone, but you're going to be a part of that community. And I'm telling you, they, they're, there are, they make you sponsor that thing. <laughs> and so they have all kind of companies in there sponsoring it. I mean, it's the, the, the 16th hole, which we all know about is it's like a $15 million hole. Good so that's $15 million generated from one par three. Wow. And I'm like, and then the next two holes are like nine and 10. So that's a ton of money. That's yeah. $25, 34000000 million on three holes that they, that they generate. I've never seen anything like it. That's astronomical. It is. It's, it's 300 suites, mm-hmm. 300 skyboxes around 16. It's triple-decker. And it, you just, you know, I know the guys real well out there, and I just shake my head and, and clap. You know, what can you do? <laughs> it's just in a different – they're in a different – they're in a different world than any of the yeah. PJ Tour events. Now, your challenge has always been the footprint of this golf course in terms of there's – a, there's a limited amount of land here for you to, to put hospitality stuff on. You sort of had to think outside the box a little bit in terms of – you know, this year with the with the sun, the new sun sunbrella deck. And yep. Tell us a little bit about the some of the new hospitality that you've that you've had over the years. Well, I, I I will say this: I've thought long and hard about would I rather have a small ballpark or a real big one? Mm-hmm. And I'd rather have a small ballpark that's really good versus a real big one that players don't really like. Right. And that's usually what happens with those bigger ballparks, the bigger golf courses, where they've they've really thought about when they're when building the golf course, they think more about fan amenities and where we can put skyboxes and stuff instead of the golf course. Right. Well, Donald Ross never knew of a PJ tour <laughs> and he built this golf course to build a quality golf course. And he did. So we've, I like that better. And okay. just like what Tiger called, he, he called us Wrigley field. Okay. I'll take that That's compliment terrific. all yeah, day right. long. Um, but one of the, two of the things we've done, um, we have, um, we bought two houses mm-hmm. And one's in between, kind of nestled in between the triangle of nine fairway and ten tee box. And then the other one's just right next to the 18th green. When I took Brant Snedeker over to see the one of the houses at, at Media Day, he was like, I didn't even know this house existed next to 18. <laughs> well, because we've always had some skyboxes jammed in there. Well, that the one on 18 off of Dorchester is the one that's going to allow us to expand an entire new suite on the back, which I never imagined we would, plus two monster um, skyboxes back there called Club 18, which will feed into the house. So the house is actually part of the hospitality plan. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I, you guys will definitely take a look at it. It's really neat. Um, the one on uh, 10 T-Box, um, we've got a couple days being used where people are renting out the house or the or some of the exterior of the house. We built a huge deck on it. Mm-hmm. We've had to put a lot of work and money into these houses to get them where we want them to get them. There'll still be some pro, uh, some some more work done on them after the Afterwards, tournament. Afterwards, yeah, right. But I just think they were the, they really are investments on the the space and the land. But you know you can't. And both houses are kind of in tough shape, so we've done a lot of work to them. And um, um, you know I'm looking forward to seeing what comes of the one on ten because I think somebody might this year go look. We want to rent the whole thing out next year mm. for the whole week, just kind of like a furniture market deal. Yeah, they want to they want to use the bedrooms, they want to use everything. So that could that's a possibility. Or we might say somebody might say, look, I want to take a day next year and blow it out with three hundred of my closest friends and have a and and have a, co- a company do that. So we're more open to new ideas on that one. Mm-hmm. But it will be kind of like a 
we'll have a couple dinners there, and we're having a, a VIP dinner there on uh, Monday night, and we're having a, a cocktail party there on Thursday afternoon. So, I mean, we're using it every day for the most part, and it'll be a place kind of for my board of directors and some some VIPs yeah. that, that we'll, we'll be able to access it. Uh, Annika Sortstam is making an appearance. She uh, is. What, what is she doing here in uh, in Greensboro? And yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty big name to bring out here. You know, our Executive Women's Day has become more and more important, and it's always been in a sold out position. The prices got raised a little this year. We got some new sponsorship in from Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina, mm-hmm. which I'm so happy they're back and and they're they're our partner. Um, but they love the idea of Annika coming, and so last year before this tournament. I reached out to her husband, who's a friend of mine, and, and Annika and I, we share some responsibilities at the AJGA together. Mm. She's got an event. We've got, I've got a couple of events. So I've known her a little bit that way and have obviously always admired her. Um, so I was just like, you know, we need to get her to this thing and, and really knock it out. I remember when Mia Hamm came, it was a big yeah, deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. Well, Annika's on that same, you know, same wavelength and level, I mean, at the very top. Of even after their their they play after their careers, right? They're still. I mean, Annika Sorenstam. You'd you'd be hard pressed to show me male or female anybody in golf that's doing more for the game than she is. As of right now, you you take a look at all the things that she's doing in the game of golf. It's incredible. Hmm. It's growing the game for kids, uh, boys and girls. Um, she's got a bunch of, she's got a college event. She's got an AJJ event. She's got a, a LPJ event. I mean, she's, she runs the gamut hmm. and, um, she is, uh, as big of as an, of a, an ambassador is like Jack Nicholas is oh, in right. my opinion. So, I mean, I think they're like on that level and I don't say that lightly. I mean, I've, I know all the things that she's doing and, and she's at every major event and she's at, you know, obviously the. I mean, she's certainly, I, I would consider the greatest of all time in, in, in female yeah, I golf. Think, I don't think you can I, talk about that. I can't think of anybody better. No. So she's coming in to be our guest at Executive Women's Day. She has a, um, a clinic that's going on, uh, part at, Grand Over Part at Sedgefield one day. I think that's on Monday. Mm-hmm. So um, that's going to be a lot of fun. We're excited about having her in town. Uh, any names that you can release for uh, the pro-am that uh, that will be coming in that people might want to come out and uh, and check out on the golf course that typically won't be out on the lake? You mean you want me to you want me to break some news right here? <laughs> I, that's, that would be appreciated. I think I've heard that um, Tyler Hansbro's coming to play. I I got to think that you can I think you could probably pick him out of a out of a crowd. He would stand out. Stands sure. out a little bit. Yeah. So I think Tyler's coming to play. Um, I'm not sure who else might be, but. That'd be a that's gonna be a pretty nice one. Be a lot of Carolina guys and gals that that yep. remember his impact over at Chapel. You still Hill. see a lot of fifty jerseys in the stands there, yeah. <laughs> you do. I mean, that guy. You can say what you want. I mean, he's on the front row of the of the jerseys. Mm-hmm. Player of the year, national champion. You know, I mean, there's only a handful of those players of the year and national champions. Absolutely. Um. I'm ready for lunch. Let's eat some lunch. <laughs> Let's do it. Lunch came in a few minutes ago. Uh, and we were told that uh, the lunch in front of us, uh, provided here by Central Country Club, is what's going to be uh, in the luxury suites behind the 17th and 18th greens on Saturday of the tournament. Uh, it's the sesame chicken dish served with uh, brown rice. Uh, looks like 
An egg roll and a dumpling. An egg roll and a, and a dumpling. Am I allowed to eat yet? And, go for uh, it. Yeah, go for I'll it. Go um, your, your clock is all messed up right now, so you, you've been looking at this. This is like dinner. Popped in. <laughs> So, I did wake up about 4 a.m. and I went, I'm wide awake. Let's go watch some <laughs> British Open. So, uh, so this is what's going to be in the luxury boxes on Saturday. Right. Uh, Sedgefield has, over the years, done a nice job of catering mm-hmm. the event. Uh, we get some of the, the food in the media center yep. and, and whatnot. Uh, not this nice, though, I don't imagine. Probably not, no, probably not, not quite nice. this nice. <laughs> no, uh, no, I think we know. I got, I got no complaints. No, know, I'm joking. Nice. I think we know the guy who can smuggle us out a plate or two. <laughs> yes, you um, do. And he will. <laughs> but uh, just your opinions on, on where the luxury box uh, experience stands compared to, to some of the other tournaments uh, around the PGA. Yeah, I think um, – I think the one thing that we have an advantage over is that, and you know this, our skyboxes and our suites are right on top of greens. Yes. And because we're, we that talked helped, about that small that ballpark. That Arjun Atwell win this tournament. As well, there's no fact. question. He bank shot, <laughs> bank shot off the suites, and he even called it. He goes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit it off the skybox there. And it was a great call. But he still had to get that thing up and down, which mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine. Um, I, I think that's one of our real um, attributes and advantages over so many, so many of the other tournaments because our viewpoints are incredible. And I think that lends itself to the, again, the, the small ballpark experience, the Wrigley Field deal. Yep. And I think that, I just think that's a, almost like an unfair advantage. Uh, Sedgefield staff and their, and, and JP and his crew in the, in the, the chef in, 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 inside, they do a great job with, uh, showcasing what the, all the different things they can do because they do a great job with food and beverage here at Sedgefield. Uh, they do it. They do it across the board at McConnell Properties. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we it's a it's a it's a real solid A plus plus experience for our for our guests. Well, and this, if it's not, we will make sure it is. This is fantastic. Yeah, it really is. I mean, good. This is really good. I'm, I'm a big fan here. Uh, solid, solid decision from you and Rob. Uh, <laughs> that was all Rob. Man, I was so happy. This is the first good meal I've had in four days. Oh, so you? Uh, not oh, God! A fan, not a fan of the food over in Ireland. It's so bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Beer's great. Food is horrible. And uh, I mean, not a meat and potatoes guy. Then I had. I mean, I did go to an IMG dinner where they had a a lamb shank um, thing that looked like it'd been been festering for about thirty days. Oh boy! And it just Flying off the bone. That was actually my one good meal over there. But um, it was good. <laughs> so not going to Ireland for, for a foodie Not for food. No, it's all golf. It's all golf. There are so many great golf courses around that golf course. And Port Rush, I'm telling you, I heard, I've never heard so many people, so many players over there talk about like saying things like, this is a perfect golf course, mm-hmm. which you don't hear that. No, especially no. about links courses. You they... Know love it over there and they've got such a variety of holes i mean i'm very surprised they haven't been playing that thing i have i'm very surprised it hasn't been on the rotation like with with some regularity interesting yep jeff uh as you know helmet sticker scores do you want to go ahead and uh and give yours first it's a nine and a half for me for sure um i'm a big fan big fan of uh of chinese food anyway yeah and this is everything here is just done perfectly um you can't beat this so Right. Rice, the rice is great. The chicken is fried just perfectly. It's tender in the middle and crispy on the outside. 
Sauce is wonderful. It's, it's a nine and a half for me. Sweet. It's a solid nine for me. This is really good. Uh, you get the scallions drizzled over it, too. Uh, a really nice little touch here. And presentation was, was great uh, mm-hmm. as well. And I'm sure that that'll be uh, available for everybody in the skyboxes. Uh, Mark, for you. You know, because of where I've been for the last three or four days, I'm going to give it a 10. <laughs> I give it 11. I, it, it's really good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my food for a first time in a while. And vegetables are very fresh, too. Yeah, they are. It makes a big difference. You, uh, you travel a lot, obviously. Go to different courses. Yep. Uh, different cities. Is there a city or a spot on the PGA Tour that you really enjoy going to, knowing that there's a restaurant that you're always going to hit when you go to that city? Um. You know, I've been going to a lot of different places lately <laughs> because I'm the chairman of the Term Advisory Council Board. This is my last oh, five okay. months of that. But I go to all the TAC meetings and the PAC meetings, Term Advisory Council, Player Advisory Council, and the board meetings. So it's been a lot of travel for me the last two years. Um, but I obviously, I always love going down to Hilton Head and I always hit a couple of the same spots down there. Um, I enjoy going to Augusta. Mm-hmm. Hang out with our friends at Wyndham because there's some great, really neat restaurants in some stranger parts of town that you wouldn't really know they a little would. Off the beaten a little, yeah, definitely. But they're great. And um, uh, I always love going up to the Chicago tournament when it's in Chicago because yeah. sometimes it moves around. But I mean, the food there is Chicago's a great. Food. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. So I, I and and I don't really. <clears throat> I think one of your questions would be. Is like, do I have a restaurant that I always kind of hit every mm-hmm. time? And I don't, you know, I, I kind of follow the players as far as like where they might be going and, you know, might be an opportunity for me to say hello to some players while I'm there or right. take care of their dinner or something, you know, just to throw that olive branch out there. <laughs> don't forget us. <laughs> First week of August. Here we go. By the way, I'll take care of your dinner. <laughs> Well, Mark, we always do appreciate the time. Thank you very much uh, for having us here at Sedgefield, and we will uh, catch you out on the course uh, in just a couple weeks. Yeah, I can't wait. That'll do it for this edition of Lunch with Spencer and Jeff. Make sure you go ahead and uh, subscribe to us in the iTunes and the Google Play Store, and we will be back next week with another edition right here on Lunch with Spencer and Jeff. Take care, everybody.